0: On the Grindhouse Girls podcast, we discuss all things spoopy, scary, and strange. Some content may be disturbing or graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Hey there, my name is Brittany, and I love the Oscars.
0: And hey there, my name is Katie, and I want to love the Oscars, but they don't want to let me. Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) This is our Oscars episode.
1: This is our Oscar episode. So, uh, me and Katie, both of us have been watching the Oscars the majority of our lives. Everyone knows I'm a Oscar fucking nut, so...
0: <laughs> and I used to be an Oscar nut. Yeah. But I got jaded over the years. Yeah. But still it's still fun to talk about it is so we are here talking about it on one episode instead of just you know taking all of
1: the time at the front end of the episode the week after (laughs) yes and that's so that's a good way to do it and i told katie i was going to share some interesting info so i was reading an article and i believe it's on variety about why the oscars are harder to predict now more than ever which i thought maybe it had something to do with the streaming platforms that you know now you have movies that like you to be that you tried to catch all these movies in theaters and then if you didn't you weren't able to watch mm-hmm. them by the oscars the time the oscars air well actually yeah. there is now a site if you want to pay twelve thousand dollars you can have your film submitted to this website and it's available for all the like 900 members of the academy to watch so now the low low fee yeah the low low fee but you know if you went twelve thousand or 1, twelve hundred twelve thousand if i'm reading it correctly it was twelve thousand that's nothing
0: right with gas prices the way they are i
1: was thinking <laughs> though it makes sense like because imagine if your movie wins best picture how much promotional material you get you get to put it on the dvd boxes and stuff so i'm like yeah and if you're s- more members oh, yeah. of the academy are able to watch it they're able to see more films which to me makes more sense why all these best international film nominees are getting more broad recognition across all the categories so i think it's cool
0: especially since parasite yeah
1: one swept the academy awards in 2019
0: which you guys know how much we love parasite in mm-hmm. fact i was looking at like our analytics on what episodes are popular today i think it was yesterday someone was listening to our parasite episode and i was like oh my god cool. just in time for the oscars That's cool. um but we love parasite and it did sweep the 2019 oscars mm-hmm. the last normal oscars we'll call them and ever since then i feel like they've been a little more open to them being in more categories.
1: Yeah. And I think if I'm remember, if I'm reading my facts correctly, it was Parasite was the thirteenth best international film ever to be nominated for Best Picture as well which is not, if you look at the Oscars across all the years the Oscars have been on that's not a lot of international films nominated for Best Picture as well and like you said they swept it which is really interesting. It's also really interesting that Netflix is really becoming like a head honcho in getting these Best Picture nominations because I think Roma was the first year which was, if I'm not mistaken, was Roma 2019 or 2018 but Roma was like the first Netflix movie to be nominated for Best Picture I think.
0: I remember Roma Actually winning and getting nominated for Best Picture. But I remember a couple years before that, Mm -hmm. there was a movie starring, I want to say it's Idris Elba, called Beasts of No Nation. Yes,
1: okay, yeah, I do remember. And
0: it was only on Netflix, and everyone was really pissed that it got snubbed because it was such a good movie. And it was because the Academy was like, well, it didn't show in theaters. So you'll notice that a lot of these, quote-unquote, like, Netflix streaming movies are being shown in limited theaters in certain places. However, the pandemic, I think they loosened some of those rules last year with the pandemonium. So I don't know
1: if that's hard and fast anymore. And I think you're right. And I need to research this further. And maybe something of interest to you. I think Netflix has completely bowed out of the Cannes Film Festival at this point. Because I think Cannes is now like they have to be theater exclusive too. And that's knocked out some of the mm. Netflix movies. If I'm remembering correctly, I think that was a mm. controversy is that Netflix will no longer have movies submitted to Cannes. So, but I needed to research that article more and read more about it. I think there's a new rule starting in 2024 I want to say. And I'm so go- sorry guys it's been a hell of a week and I meant to fact check most of this. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, 2024 now films that are submitted to the Oscars at least 30% of the cast has to be of, what's the word I'm looking for? Of a, um, not a smaller demographic, but they're looking, they want at least 30% of movies nominated I think in 2024 to feature at least 30 percent of cast as people of color are female so they're trying to make oh, okay. it more diverse inclusive and inclusive yeah
0: which is i mean does depend though because yeah. i was talking about this with one of my coworkers. passing did not get nominated mm-hmm. for anything and i thought that was a shoe in yeah for a number of awards and it didn't get nominated for anything. And I was like, this sounds mean, but I do feel like the Oscars have a quota for our diversity. Because a lot of people that are still running the Academy are of an older mindset and yeah. maybe aren't as broad in their horizons of watching films. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, there's been a lot of complaints about like female directors don't often get nominated. People of color don't often get nominated. And there have been outliers, but we're still working on that. And for me, I'm like, why would you not nominate this movie? It's based, it's an adapted screenplay yeah. based on historical Stuff a very important time and interesting time in our nation's history. It talks about race relations in a very like non-judgmental way because like they're not saying that one side is right or one side is wrong. They're just showing you two sides of the same coin. Yeah. In these two different characters and their life experiences. The cinematography is great. The direction is great, and all the performances are great. Is it because it's they have too many women nominate already? Is it because they've already filled their diversity quota? I don't want accuse them of anything... But I was curious why that one didn't make it. When to me, is it that they had a diversity quota? I don't want to judge anybody or say that that's actually what's happening. But I was talking to my coworker like, I don't know. Because my coworker was kind of like, I feel like maybe they're just very close minded. And they don't
1: want to talk about a tough subject like racism. And I'm like, I mean, 12 Years a Slave literally won Best Picture a couple years ago. And
0: Moonlight, which wasn't really about racism, but was definitely had some themes in it about class and race and other stuff you know ignore that but i would have preferred something like passing as to don't
1: look up yeah and this is where this is what my big thing is is that so at the end of the day i love the oscars but i have fun with the oscars and i kind of see the oscars as like the Mm -hmm. super bowl it's fun to make predictions i don't always see it as the end all be all for great film and usually my favorite best picture nominees are never the best picture winners that's just something most of my favorite movies typically wins the screenplay awards but nothing else so i don't when i say i love the oscars i love like the politics and i think it's interesting and i think it's fun i think it's a hollywood tradition once again it's subjective please i don't i always tell people please don't be offended like mm-hmm. if something wins and something else is nominated. What I think the issue is happening is that so there's 900 members in the academy. It's more closer to like 942 I think but 47% of the academy has come on the last 6 years and the most members were at the height of the Oscar so white controversy. So we do have a large chunk of new members that are women, people of color because mm-hmm. they were trying to be more diverse. They specifically set out to be more diverse yeah. and what we have is this clash of uh, people's opinions, so. ideals. Yeah, and for example, I know I brought this up before, but you know Katrina Balf, who plays mom, plays Buddy's mom in Belfast, she's been nominated across the board at all these awards festivals for Best Supporting Actress, and it seemed like she was a shoe-in for the nomination for Best Supporting Actress, and then of course the Oscar ballots came out with the nominees, and she was missing off of it, but her co-star Judy Dench was on there, and so what we know from the past is that the Academy loves Judy, and somehow she made the nomination, and she's great as a Granny. I mean, she's great as granny, but I thought, yeah, but Christina she's was barely better. in the movie, exactly. But then you had just so and lovely. the lady
0: that played Vivian Vance in Being the Ricardos, yeah, who is the only of the four main actors to not be nominated from that movie, which I don't really that movie that much, but we'll get to that. But she didn't get nominated, and she was in much more of that movie, yeah. And Judy Dench has already won an Academy Award. Maybe more than one. At least one. I
1: love Jessie Buckley. And Jessie Buckley has proven she's a very talented young actress and one to keep an eye on. But we haven't seen Jessie Buckley really nominated for Supporting Actress in other award shows, but yet she was nominated for The Lost Daughter at the Academy Awards, so... Well, they
0: completely snubbed I'm Thinking of Ending Things, so... Which was a travesty, so I'm like, maybe they're trying to apologize for that. That's the other thing. A lot of times the Oscars feel like they have to apologize for people because they overlooked them... And then, like, those people prove their worth. And then they're like, ooh, whoopsie. Like, we all know what happened with Heath Ledger. They completely ignored him for Brokeback Mountain because they weren't ready for it yet. No, they weren't. And then, like, he passed away. And they're like, um, we're going to give it to you for The Dark Knight. Even though, personally, uh, not, uh, in my opinion, an Oscar-ish performance. But I'm not a snob about it. So, like, I'm just glad he got one. But the reason he got it for that was not that performance alone. It was we feel bad about it.
1: Well and I I personally love T. Fledger and The Dark Knight. I thought like his take He's on great. like an anarchist joker was amazing. But that's another thing. As history yeah as history unfolds, we do look back at the Oscars. And I mean even someone like me who loves the Oscars watches them every year. I mean crash winning over Brokeback mountain that's something (laughs) history has not smiled upon shakespeare shakespeare love winning best picture is not something history has smiled upon or even more recently can we argue though that even in 1994 which is one of the best years of film that we've been alive that forrest gump should have won over the shawshank redemption or pulp fiction i don't know it's like it's a good movie but is it Is it the best of the three? So, I was thinking even... It's palatable. Even watching these movies, like, I was like, so, as we got, we'll talk about Best International and all that kind of stuff. I've heard no one really talk Mm -hmm. about Lunana, and I watched it last night, loved it. I'm like, but 10 years from now... Oh, good. 10 years from now, is that going to be the one people are talking about? Like, oh my god, Lunana came out in 2021, and no one mentions that was nominated but it's a great movie so it's interesting to see how ch- history changes our aspect of the oscars too and yeah. what movies you know outlive history
0: yeah but i also feel like i feel like some of it is also you're gonna get a little give and take because for instance the the 1999 oscars with the shakespeare in love stuff like oh, that when winning shakespeare in love oh but the winners were announced in 99 yes. that's why it said 99 uh. So Shakespeare in Love did win and that was weird because, oh wait, that's a different year. That was Saving Private Ryan, Thin Red Line, Life is Beautiful, and Elizabeth was Shakespeare in Love year.
1: Oh, and I would say Saving, no, so American Beauty was 99, 97 was Titanic, 98 was Shakespeare in Love. But wouldn't you say Saving Private Ryan is probably the most, time withstanding of those fi- pictures? Uh,
0: I don't know. I feel like Life is Beautiful
1: Life is, is beautiful. more withstanding, is a big personally. Movie.
0: yeah. And that's what I was gonna say is uh, R- Roberto Benigni won Best Actor for Life is Beautiful. So they got a little give and take. yeah. But then they gave Steven Spielberg Best Director, which steven Private Ryan is a great is movie, a movie, but it's not one I want to watch over and over again, because it's not super pleasant no. to watch. But like, when Paltrow won, and everyone was like, eh? But... I mean, I'm looking at the actresses other than Kate Blanchett. I'm like, I don't know if anyone else is. But like Edward Norton lost for American History X against Roberto Bonini. But I do think Roberto Bonini was amazing in Life is Beautiful. And that is a movie that, especially that year, was very much like, oh my god, like, it is, it's heartwarming and also really depressing. Yeah. If you haven't watched Life is Beautiful, it's one of my favorite movies. I saw it in high school, in, in school, and, uh, I, my whole class was crying. But it's a great movie. But it was one of the first foreign films to, like, cross over. Yeah. And, like, everyone liked it. Everyone saw it. I think they also dubbed it in English, though, which helped. But it's also really silly to watch yeah. because they're very obviously not speaking English. Anyways, love-hate for me with the Oscars. When they get it right, they get it really right. But they have a history of getting it wrong, too. But I do think, even though some of my favorites were snubbed this year, <coughs> ta ton. <coughs> You know, I do think that there are some very inclusive movies Mm -hmm. and a lot of the movies that got nominated that I wouldn't have watched had they not been nominated because I wouldn't have heard of them. Yeah. I have enjoyed this year. That's good. However... There's some that I forced myself to watch because they were nominated because I wanted to at least watch 80% of what we're going to talk about today that I hate that I had to watch. Yeah, I feel that. I don't think they deserve a nomination. I think we're on the same page about them, but we'll get to them. So we're not going to go into crazy spoilers, though. No. Like, we're going to try to keep it not spoilery, but we're just gonna, we're gonna do a rundown of our 10, the biggest categories. We're not gonna do everything, obviously, but we're gonna do about 10 categories, and just kind of go through them one by one, and kind of give you some ideas about what we predict, our woulda, coulda, shouldas, and our feelings on some of them, but, and we'll do a lot of fun facts, as Britt said. Yes,
1: I will say, um, I think I talked with Katie about this before, one of the things I will always give credit to the Oscars for me personally as a movie lover is ever since I, I haven't started being able to see every Best Picture nominee except for when I became an adult and I was able to start driving myself to the movie theaters and doing that mm-hmm. kind of stuff but yeah. it has forced me outside my comfort zone and what I would normally watch mm-hmm. like and I do appreciate that because yeah. I normally would never watch sci-fi or sports movies but I will watch sci-fi and sports movies if they're nominated for Oscars so and sometimes yeah. I really
0: like them like, so, I don't think I would have gone out of my way to go see the worst person in the world which we actually got to see in theaters yep. this last weekend and i loved it i cried a lot mm. um in a good way it's a very good movie i think we're ready to yes. start unless there was there anything else i missed i'm sorry i know we got interrupted no
1: you're good you don't have to apologize i think we got everything i think we may come along a few more things as we start to talk about these but i'm ready if you're ready um so we are going to start off with best score as our first oscar prediction tonight the nominees for best Original scorer are Don't Look Up, Nicholas Bertel, Dune, Hans Simmer, Encanto, Jermaine Franco, Parallel Mothers, Alberto Iglesias, and The Power of the Dog, Johnny Greenwood. Okay, so best score is one of my hardest this year to predict, and it's because I think it's going to hmm. be mainly between two two different people. My prediction yes. on who will win is going to be Han Simmers for Dune, and the reason I said me too. Okay, okay, cool. Now, th- and it's my pick. Yes. Yeah, I think I think we'll probably have the could. I I thought the reason that Dune may take home the Oscar is one it had it won the Golden Globe for score, so that it has that in its favor already. The second is that mm-hmm. the Academy loves Hans Zimmer. He's been nominated, I believe, twelve yes. times. He's only won once so far. But only one once. Yeah, only one once for the Lion yeah. King.
0: For the Lion King. Yeah. I was like, I thought Elton John did all that music. I forgot that he also did the Lion King music. Honestly, the music in Dune is really interesting. Yeah, but it is a lot of like, whoa,
1: whoa <laughs> like screaming music. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, it's a very, very like otherworldly practical score which is perfect because dune is very much a cinematic masterpiece but yes. i feel like my could win and i think you agree with this would be johnny greenwood for the power of the dog okay i
0: actually picked Encanto. okay okay because damn that song we don't talk about bruno is fucking the most downloaded song i love of it the year. now
1: i do love the Encanto soundtrack
0: i love it i love it i love it i honestly don't remember as much of the music about the power of the Dog, I think that's why I'm like I thought Johnny Greenwood was on my like list until I saw Encanto was nominated, and I was like, oh, I don't know, I feel like Encanto might not win Best Animated because of Flea, Mm -hmm. so I feel like they might give it more of the music stuff, but I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, and I would say as much as I love Encanto, and damn, it's it's a great musical. A a lot of the songs from Encanto get stuck in my head, even like Surface Pressure and Dos Ecretos. Am I pronouncing the Caterpillar song, which I butcher every time i feel so bad it's one of the reasons why we're
0: not doing best yeah <laughs> song because i still can't figure out how to say yeah. it yeah but it's a really pretty it's song yeah
1: i think with the power to dog i will say so it's a very uh shrink laden score and it's very i think it matches the energy and kind of the intensity of the movie, especially for Benedict Cumberbatch's scenes, Johnny Greenwood is also yeah. a frequent collaborator for Paul Thomas Anderson. He was nominated for "There Will Be Blood," which yes. was a phenomenal movie score. Which
0: is phenomenal. Yes,
1: and he's a member of Radiohead. He
0: also did. Yes, yes. I was like, I was like, isn't he a Radioheader? He yes, he is. Yes, he also. I just now saw a picture of him. He still looks like he is. From Radiohead. He and Tom York have now become composers. Yes, that's true. Because Tom York did the composer for Suspiria, the remake, and it's absolutely hauntingly beautiful. It
1: is. And we also...
0: But... He also did Spencer, and I hated the soundtrack for Spencer, because oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was very inappropriate in parts.
1: I was about to say Johnny Greenwood also did You Were Never Really There, which was a Groundhouse Girl episode that was lost, so.
0: Yes, that was our lost episode. Yeah, which
1: is really sad. To be honest, it's the politics of the Oscars. The only reason I'm kind of leaning towards Hans is because Hans has been nominated so many times and has lost, compared yeah. to this is going to be Johnny's second nomination. and If I know the way the Academy thinks, they're going to be like, there's more, There's they're going to be like, there's more time for him to be nominated and win again while Hans Zimmer is an older composer and I think they're gonna be like let's give it to him so that's the only reason I'm thinking that
0: but yeah i would not be mad if any of those people win yeah i don't think there's a okay there's
1: one bad pick for score and that is don't look up i will say of all the movies we will be talking about tonight parallel mothers is the only one i still have yet to see so i cannot speak to parallel mothers score
0: yet it is available to buy on streaming Mm -hmm. but it's like over 20 dollars, and i'm sorry yeah no
1: i'm hoping if it's $5.99, I will rent I'm hoping it will be available to rent before the Oscars. That's my hope. I hope
0: so, too. King Richard is coming on HBO Max, I believe, in like a week. And we just didn't, we couldn't delay this, recording this. So we had to do it this week. And then Licorice Pizza is the same way as Parallel Mothers. So I'm hoping they'll both come down on their rental prices before the actual Oscars. Yes, but... Anyways,
1: is any of them winning going to make you upset? No, I wouldn't be upset at any of them. <laughs> um, I do, as hard as it is to say, I think my should win probably is going to go to Johnny Greenwood. And it's not because I didn't like Dune's score. Um, I love Encanto's score, but the Power of the Dog, oh I really did feel like the underlying tension throughout the whole movie, I think, is because the score was such a part of the movie. yeah.
0: I can see it. it's, been, it's been such a while since I've watched Power of the Dog because mm-hmm. I watched it before the nominations were really even out. So I'm like, I feel like I really liked the music at the time, but I had too many movies to watch this weekend to rewatch Power of the Dog. I feel that. But I will say, like, the scene with Benedict Cumberbatch in, like, The Glade by himself, oh, yeah. that's as far as I'm going to go. I won't spoil it too much. But there's a lot of, like, really beautiful music in that, and it is kind of setting the scene. So I it's really good i think he's a good composer i think he deserves an academy award so i'd be cool with him winning but i feel like they're gonna give stuff to Encanto because i don't think it's gonna win best animated i don't know it's disney though i think
1: it will i and the only reason i think Encanto is going to win best pitch i actually think conto will be the winner with luca being the could and that's because the animated picture it seems to always go towards the movies that are more geared towards children. I've never seen a serious adult movie win Best Picture so far.
0: Except for the Spider-Man one, which I still have not seen. Into the
1: Spider-Verse? Oh, it's it's like a blend though. Well that was more
0: of like a, yeah. It's, it's
1: definitely for kids. I guess. Yeah, like, I think adults can enjoy Into the Spider-Verse but it, it was marketed towards a younger audience. It's just enjoyable for adults too. Yeah,
0: yeah. and it's Disney. The In Yeah, like, I feel like Disney, Pixar are always going to win because ABC runs the Oscars. Just kidding. But not really. They do own everything. That's our what it coulda shoulda's for score. And I think we're going to move on to screenplays. I will announce the adapted Mm -hmm. screenplays for adapted screenplay, which, if you didn't know what adapted screenplay is, it means that they're adapting the screenplay from another source. So, like a book or a short story or blah, 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 which there's a lot of movies this year that were adapted. I don't know if I'm saying this person's first name correctly or their last name because I believe it was an Irish first name and I couldn't find the pronunciation. So Cian or maybe Shin, I don't know. Heder for Coda, Ryozuki Hamaguchi, and Takamasa Oe for Drive My Car. John Spates, Denis Villeneuve, and Eric Roth for Dune. One of them is a story by credit and the rest of them are just writing. Maggie Gyllenhaal for The Lost Daughter and Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. My should is gonna be Coda, I think Coda will win. My could win, and I would be really happy if it would, is Drive My Car. Because I really like Drive My Car. But I think The Power of the Dog is probably going to win. Oh, no, not The Power of the Dog. The Lost Daughter is probably going to win. Oh, okay. Because they didn't nominate Maggie Gyllenhaal for Best Director. And I feel like it's nominated for a lot of secondary stuff. And I feel like it's probably, I feel like it's a good chance. I could also see The Power of the Dog. I have a lot of, like, either-ors this year because it is really hard this year. Yeah. But I feel like The Lost Daughter may win. What did, what were, were yours different than it mine? They actually
1: were, which really surprised me. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so my my will win. I do think Jane Campion's The Power of the Dog will be the winner. I think my could win will be Drive My Car. And I'm actually for the should, I am tied. I as much as I love Coda as everyone knows is my fair best picture nominee. I, I think there was some parts in Coda that were a little bit more juvenile. I loved it. But I feel like the power of the dog took a novel and Jane really took the grit of that novel and made it more palatable and left a lot of the subtext unspoken. And I thought it was brilliant. She did yes. she let her actors do so much of the talking in that movie without saying anything. And I loved that. There was a
0: lot of visual storytelling through that movie, too. Like, you got his background with Bronco Pete. Like, it was subtext, but it was pretty obvious from the visuals you got, which was very interesting. And also, like, because she didn't over-explain it, you had things to talk about afterwards. Yes. I'm kind of sad that there's so many good contenders, because I feel like Denny Villeneuve and the other writers of Dune deserve such praise for making Dune understandable. Yeah. Because <laughs> so many people have tried to make that into a movie and it's so confusing. But I understood everything that was going on in Dune and I have not read Dune, but I was vaguely familiar with it. Yeah. So, and it makes me want to read the books now, because now I'm like, oh, maybe I do want to, like, know the underlying stuff yeah i the only thing i don't like about i don't really want the lost daughter to win though
1: because i feel like she didn't cut enough of the story out
0: it was too long
1: i feel like the lost daughter was a little i don't know if meandering is the right word i thought the lost daughter was a very yes yeah i felt like the lost daughter was (laughs) okay good i'm glad i used the right word i felt like it 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 was a very strong directorial debut and a very strong like first writing screenplay but my could win drive my car what i what i think was really what people don't talk about with Drive My Car is that it was a short story that they expounded upon. They gave such several lies. short stories. Yeah.
0: It was a book, a collection of short stories and he took different parts from each Yeah. One. He took Drive My Car and there's several other mm-hmm. ones that he took from as well. Okay. So Drive My Car, they expanded upon that but they took the other stories and added them into the plot of the Drive My Car story. So they kind of sandwiched the other stories in the middle okay. of the plot of the Drive My Car short story. Which I found really interesting. Yeah. I was like, that's interesting because then you can leave out stuff that is going to make it too long and bring in stuff that adds meaning and depth to it. I really love yeah, Drive My Car. Yeah, I did too. Maybe it's because there's so much theater in yeah. it too as theater people. Yes. I was like, I want to do Uncle Vanya now in multilingual production of it. I thought it was so cool. Yeah. I also thought with The Lost Daughter... Like, I said this to one of my coworkers who is interested in movies, but he doesn't actually go out and see all of them. So he's always asking me, like, what movie we're doing. And I was like, So, it's kind of like, I don't want to be this person, but also, like, I don't want to make people feel bad, but it's kind of like one of those, like, eat, pray, love kind of scripts, like, middle-aged white lady goes on vacation by herself and has an existential crisis. Yeah. And it's a well-done movie, but I'm, like, been there, done there, seen that. It was fine, I just didn't feel like it was anything new and all
1: the performances are great. I wish I could elaborate a little bit more on The Lost Daughter. I will agree that I thought, I think it was a great movie. I just think in a year of a lot of really great movies, it probably wasn't the greatest but I do think it was a strong movie. I do, I do, I did enjoy watching the film. Now, I will say for my should win, it was a tie. I do think that either The Power of the Dog or Drive My Car should win. I would be happy with either of those choices. I'm okay with those. And
0: I'm honestly, I won't be upset if lost daughter wins i just feel like it wasn't as great of an adaptation because i feel like it fell into that hole of being too expansive Mm -hmm. on a novel which is why i think short stories tend to work out so much better for movies and novels are so much better for miniseries like that's what dune only adapted half of the first book yeah it's I'm, i'm glad there's so many female writers nominated that's cool yes will they win who knows
1: But still, that's good I think it's pretty awesome, too. So, but my bet is on, I think, Power of the Dog is going to win. You want to move on to original screenplay? We can move on to Best Original Screenplay, and I am so sorry. I may pronounce the name wrong in here. But the nominees for Best Original Screenplay are Belfast, Kenneth Branagh, Don't Look Up, Screenplay by Adam McKay, Story by Adam McKay and David Sirota, King Richard, Sack Braylon, Licorice Pizza, Paul Thomas Anderson, and the worst person in the world, Eskel Volk and Joaquin Trea. What are your woulda, coulda, shouldas? Okay, so my will win, I think Belfast is going to win. That was mine. That was my prediction. Yes. Yeah. Or King Richard. Okay, King Richard's good. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm not sure. Yeah, Yeah, King Richard is not a weak nominee, but my could win is actually the worst person in the world. That is my could and should because it's so well
0: done. It's so well mapped out because, by the way, I saw the original poster, the Norwegian poster, and it's like. Or I guess it's the French poster, Julie, Julie, it's Julie or Julie in Norwegian. And it's like 12 chapters. Yes. And that's what the original title ah. was. The American title is The Worst Person in the World. But the story is, it tells you up front, this is the story of Julie in 12 chapters with an epilogue and a prologue. And that's what it is. Which makes it like go really like paced. It's really well paced and it was super super enjoyable even though i cried a lot i also laughed a lot yeah. and actually a lot of people laughed and we saw in like the local art house theater and there wasn't a ton of people but there were people of all ages like there were a couple people a little older than us and there were actually like a lot of like college kids yeah
1: there which i was kind of surprised i was like good for y'all absolutely i will say my uh should is a tie and I say that because Belfast is a beautiful movie. I love that's told for the eyes of a child. I feel like yeah. being outsiders and some, somebody who didn't live through the troubles and or is an American, not from Ireland, is like, it's playing in such a simple way. So you understand it, but it's beautiful. It's heartbreaking. It's funny. It's a coming of age story. It's all those type of things that I love. But The Worst Person in the World really speaks to, um, the millennial, the millennial crisis of, I don't want to follow yes. a particular path that I've seen everyone else follow. And I love that about that movie. But I don't know
0: where I want to go. I don't know go. where I want to go. Yeah. yeah.
1: I love that.
0: So good. I was trying to explain it to my parents today. And I was like, it's about... I was like, I feel like anyone who is a millennial or a little younger or a little older than that has gone through yeah. this. like, Because like I'm like, she's working in a bookstore. She doesn't know what she wants to do with her life. Yeah. But she's just trying to make it... I'm like, it's me every day, which is probably why I really liked it. And also there was one part of the movie that was like a mirror of something that had happened in my own life. Actually, there were two things that were a mirror of something that happened in my own life. And I didn't know that going into the movie because I kept myself in the dark and I lost it in the theater. I was trying really hard not to like cry loudly, but I could not stop crying. But it was cathartic. Yeah. It was good crying. It was great. I... I really want the worst person in the world to win. I liked Belfast. I really did. It's a good movie. It didn't hook me like a lot of the other ones did. Yeah, and maybe it's because I've watched a lot of things about that time in Ireland. Like Dairy, Gr- Dairy Girls is hilarious, but they also take that subject matter very seriously, and I didn't feel like completely connected to the main character. But I did like that it was, like, from a different perspective because it was from, like, a Protestant family who didn't want to harm their neighbors yeah. but were feeling pressured to. And I did like that aspect, which I guess it's semi-autobiographical mm-hmm. of Kenneth Branagh because it was, like, his family did live in Belfast and he had to live leave. I'm also love that there was a Van Morrison soundtrack. That was my favorite part. I think Belfast is good. Again, it's not one that I would be upset with it yeah. winning. I'd be like, oh, Okay. I would be upset with Don't Look Up. Yeah, no,
1: I think it's definitely either going to be Belfast with Worst Person in the World being my second choice. I will say this as a closing thought before we move on to our next category. Every single man I know that loves movies that's seen Belfast, Belfast is traditionally their favorite from this past year. I don't know a lot of women that've seen The Worst Person in the World. I wonder how many more women would absolutely adore that movie if they saw it. But anyways, it's a fabulous movie.
0: Please go watch it. So I think we're moving on to the acting categories. Yes. Starting with, we're going to do supporting actor or actor in a supporting role. Kieran Hines as Pop in Belfast. Troy Kutzer as Frank Rossi in Coda. Jesse Plemons as George Burbank in The Power of the Dog. J.K. Simmons as William Frawley in Being the Ricardos. And Cody Smith McPhee as Peter Gordon in The Power of the Dog. And I feel like I need to put the character names because, like, I know I'm always like, who did they play? So, my personal pick is Cody Smith McPhee because I really really loved his performance and he's a young actor. And I feel like they give more leeway to young actors when it's supporting actor. But the other way they swing is a really really older actor who's been working in the business a long time. And that would be Kieran Hines. So I feel like he's very much a possibility. Probably will win. But a could win is Troy Kutzer, Because he did win Golden Golden Globes and SAG, Mm -hmm. I feel like. And I really liked his performance in CODA. So those are my would could should. I feel like Kieran's probably gonna get it. I didn't realize how old he yeah. was because he was in Rome. He played Julius Caesar like di- like when I was in college. Not, I was in high school. No, I was in high school. I was visiting a friend in college. That's the first time I saw it. And he was Mance Rayder. But that was like the early seasons of Game of Thrones. He's just such an imposing and healthy looking man, which is ironic because his character isn't super healthy in Belfast. But he's such a like a healthy, imposing man. I didn't realize he was like about to turn 70, I think. So I was like, oh, okay,
1: well maybe maybe he will win it. I don't know. What do you think? Were you the same or total opposite? Kind of the same. Just different different actors in different places. So my will win is actually Troy Coserf. Uh, as Frank Rossi and Coda. My could was a tie for Siren and Belfast. Or Cody Smith-McPhee and The Power of the Dog. My should win is Troy Kusser from Coda. This was my... This best picture and best score are my three hardest predictions. I love... Troy Kassar, I felt like he was the beating heart of Coda. Mm-hmm. Uh He was so incredible in that movie. It was so great. Uh, the Academy has been a lot better about being inclusive, especially with them just very recently winning the uh, SAG Award for Best Ensemble cast. Yeah. I, I think that also is going to up their chances because it's such a... It was such an awe-inspiring moment to see that cast and crew doing their hands as the kind of applause... For them. Mm -hmm. It was really touching. That's a pleasant sign. So it's like. It was touching to watch this movie. And also touching. Seeing the reactions. And I just loved it. And I. I mean it's hard. Because I love Siren as Paul in Belfast. Like he was incredible. He was the one that definitely brought a tear to my eye. Cody Smith. McPhee is. Totally able to hold his own against Benedict Cumberbatch, who is an Academy Award-winning act- actor. So this is like a very, very hard category, and <laughs> like I would not yes. be mad. And I
0: love J.K. Simmons, mm-hmm. but I did not like being the Ricardos. Yeah. So we'll talk. Mm, yeah, mm, we'll talk about another two categories. But I mean, he's also already won Best Supporting Actor, so I'm like, mm. and Jesse Plemons was yeah. fine, but I feel like he's done so much better yeah. work. <laughs> It sounds bad, but I feel like, again, they snubbed I'm Thinking of Ending Things, and people noticed. People noticed in, like, the film critic world. They literally paid attention to the makeup for, like, the teeth yeah. for that, and didn't even get nominated for makeup. It was ridiculous. So I feel like this might be a, like, we're trying to make up for the fact, because he definitely had more depth. And I'm thinking of ending things. So did Jesse Buckley. I
1: will say that I've personally, like, Jesse Plemons was not, is not a bad actor, but I felt like he was definitely the le- the weak link in this nominee category, this nominee pool.
0: His character also has the least interesting
1: stuff going yeah.
0: on. Um, but anyways, I guess we're going on to Best Supporting Actress yes, now. Yes,
1: we are. Whenever. You all ready? Yes. The nominees for Actress in a Supporting role are Jesse Buckley playing Lita Caruso in The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose playing Anita in West Side Story, Judy Dinch as Granny in Belfast, Kristen Dunst as Rose Gordon in The Power of the Dog, and last but not least, Anjanue Ellis as Orseline Brandy Price in King Richard. So my will win, uh, I have a feeling yours is the same. It's going to be Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. My will uh-huh. win is Anjanue Ellis for King Richard. This was, uh oh, Anjanue was so great in King Richard. She really, really was. I, uh, I know. And you're, you'll you'll know when you see it. She, it's the She's so good.
0: Only one I haven't yeah. seen of
1: all of these yeah. for this category.
0: But I will see it before the Oscars.
1: I will say, and I know we've had this discussion before, but I will say I do think the should win should be Ariana DeBose and West Side Story.
0: I think Jesse Buckley also has a, a chance of winning, but that's before I've seen King Richard, so mm-hmm. that could knock her out of the water. I really like Ariana DeBose. I've been in West Side Story. I've seen West Side Story, so like nothing was surprising in that movie. Mm-hmm. It was well done. But it wasn't different than any other production of West Side Story. There wasn't a vast difference of it. So it's a very, it's a good adaptation. It just wasn't anything new. But I do think, in my opinion, West Side Story, your production will fall apart if you don't have a good Anita. Yeah. And Anita's the glue that holds that show together. And she did a fabulous job doing that. Everyone could sing in that movie, which is so rare for Hollywood musicals nowadays. She sang beautifully. She had life. And she handled some very tough... Scenes and I think Anita's that role. It's one of those roles that no as long as the actress is good at playing Anita, and you shouldn't cast someone who isn't good to play Anita, she's almost hands down gonna win because everyone likes that part because it is incredibly difficult. Because she, you know, America is like the fun song of West. Well, there's a lot of fun songs because Oster Krupke is also fun. Yeah. But America's like a fun song, and she's the lead singer for that, and she holds that song together. But then also, she has to sing A Boy Like That, which is a very emotional song. And then she has to go do another scene, which I won't spoil... I don't know. I feel like it's not spoiled because everyone's seen West Side Story a thousand times. But the scene at docks before the ending is a very difficult scene for an yeah. actress to perform. And I think she did a very good job doing it. And so I would love for her to win. And it's nice to have an actress who can sing and who can dance be nominated for a musical. Because I'm sorry I'm a stone, but I'm not like you in La La Land. And I did not like that she won. I like her, but I didn't like her in La La Land until her one song at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh it was good. But the rest of it I was kind of like, this is not great. But Ariana Bose is amazing. Yeah. And I would be totally happy if she won. I wouldn't be mad if Jesse Buckley won because I like yeah. Jesse Buckley. Or and I wouldn't be mad once probably I don't think I would be mad if Anjou Ellis won, but I haven't gotten to see her perform this part yet. Yes. So that's why I didn't even like put her on the production list. Because I haven't seen her in much of anything that I know of there's other actors that I've seen in other things and I'm like mm, I'm pretty sure they're a yes or a no but her because I haven't seen a lot of her work I don't want to say anything either way so. yeah we'll see if my opinion changes after I see the movie
1: I will say if Ariana doesn't win it's gonna be fucking fascinating because she has taken home the golden globe <laughs> she has taken home the golden globe and the. it's gonna be a fucking blood sport
0: if she doesn't win yeah. on the press junket It's going to be like last year's Anthony Hopkins winning
1: Best Actress. We're like, what the fuck
0: happened? But
1: can we talk about the fun history of knowing that literally two actresses will win for the same role. 60 years apart. Because Rita Maru- That would be amazing. Oh, yeah. She won Best Supporting mm-hmm. Actress for Nita way back in the 60s. I was say.
0: And Karen Olivo won the Tony Award. When they did the West Side Story revival. Yeah. After she was in, in the Heights. I'm telling you. It is a built-in award-winning part. Yeah. And it's just because it's just. It's like Macbeth. It's like Othello. There are just certain roles that are made for people to win awards for playing them. Because they are very difficult. Oh, Titus Andronicus. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. Oh, oh! Uh, no one ever does Titus Andronicus or Prior in Angels and America. Oh
1: God! I wish I could saw. Pryor. I wish I could have saw Andrew Garfield as Prior. I've
0: seen videos of it. It was pretty great.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, speaking of Macbeth and whatnot, I guess we're gonna move on to actor. Yes. Category. So this is best actor in a leading role. This is another stacked category, guys. First up, Javier Bardem as Desi Arnaz in Being the Ricardos. Benedict Cumberbatch as Phil Burback in The Power of the Dog. Andrew Garfield as Jonathan Larson in Tick, Tick, Boom. Will Smith as Richard Williams in King Richard. Denzel Washington as Macbeth in The Tragedy of Macbeth. I really want Andrew Garfield to win because Tick, Tick, Boom wrecked my soul. And I haven't seen King Richard yet. That being said, I feel like a should win is probably Benedict Cumberbatch because he improvised a lot of his stuff in The Power of the Dog and that is so much him. But I think, and I would not be mad about this, I think the Will win is probably Will Smith because they have snubbed him for years. It might be his Leonardo DiCaprio year. This may be the year he gets it. And, and I've heard across the board good things about King Richard. I would love to see the Fresh Prince win an Oscar. That would be awesome. I would not be mad at any of those. But Will Smith, I mean, he's been waiting forever for this fucking thing. And I really, really thought he was going to win it for Pursuit of Happiness and then he didn't. I mean, I would be okay with it. But I also think Benedict Cumberbatch has been nominated before and hasn't won yet. So... Oh, he won and for, a, he won for he won? the Imitation Wait, Game. Wait, did he win for Imitation Game? Mm-hmm. Never mind. Yeah, Will Smith's going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I was like,
1: did he? Did he not? What? Was yours different than mine? Not really. So my my will win is Will Smith for King Richard. My could win is Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog. My should win was a tie between Will Smith for King Richard and Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom. The reason that is so Will Smith, the Academy loves a good success story. We have a actor who is very popular on a very well beloved TV show, all from our youth. And we've seen him grow tremendously. As an actor, it's great because you're like, wow, you've you've literally seen this craft develop over the years.
0: Benedict has not won yet. He hasn't. He oh was my just god. nominated. Who won? No, who won that year? Eddie Redmayne for the <gasps> Theory of Everything. That's what
1: it was. Oh my god, I can't believe I oh. got those years wrong.
0: That was the year Michael Keaton also lost Best Actor.
1: Oh, was okay. Was that Birdman that he lost? Yeah. Okay,
0: that okay. was Birdman year.
1: Okay, okay. So who knows? Maybe. Oh, I don't oh. know. I don't know. Oh, but, see, Benedict
0: tends to get nominated for a lot of stuff, and there's not a lot of wins. Yeah. Like, he gets nominated okay. for it, and he is amazing.
1: What we do know right now is that Will Smith is leading a little bit, winning the Golden Globe Award for Actor and Drama, and he mm-hmm. also won the SAG Awards. So he does have two awards under his belt so far. I will also say very quickly, as much as I love Will Smith, I think he will win. I wouldn't be mad. I think he my other should win. Andrew Garfield did a really phenomenal job of playing jonathan as both like you you loved him you saw how lovable he was but you were frustrated Mm -hmm. with his choices too and i love that about his portrayal
0: yes and he also became jonathan larson so much that when they play him next to jonathan singing and there was like people have like shown them singing side by side i'm like oh my god like it's amazing. It's so good. Which is the opposite of being the Ricardos, where nobody becomes their characters. And I'm sorry, if I like all those actors. I like Javier Bardem. I think he's a great actor. I think he was a bad physical choice for Desi, because Desi was a short, high-pitched voice. I mean, I'm not saying he's not, a, he's a man, but like, he has a much higher voice, than Javier Bardem and Javier Bardem is a wonderful actor but he is very deep voice and he's a very imposing man yeah I never thought Desi Arnaz was a very imposing person which is I think why a lot of people liked him was because he was very friendly and approachable I think Wilmer Valderrama fits him more physically which I don't think he has the acting chops per that I know of I think Javier Bardem's a great actor, but he just didn't sound like Desi. But Nicole Kidman was the same thing. Like she looked a little bit like Lucille, but she did not sound like Lucille, and she really only had her mannerisms when she was doing a part of like the TV show. And I've watched a lot of interviews with Lucille Ball because I really love Lucille Ball. She's one of my idols and one of the first people that made me want to do, like, comedy. Like, I love her. So, like, it was very disappointing watching yeah. Ricardo's. I'm like, it's not that the, the performers are doing a bad job. They just, I don't know if it's the direction or if they didn't work on it long enough. But I just feel like they didn't become these characters. And when you have so many other people like Will Smith, like Andrew Garfield that are becoming historical figures and really becoming those people. I'm like, ooh, no contest. So I'd be very surprised if Javier yeah.
1: wins. I would too. And he's already
0: won Best Supporting Actor too, so I'm like, you already got one.
1: I told you it would be the Ricardo's too. It's okay movie. Mm. It's not a great movie. It's okay. It's okay. Like, it's not like no. the worst movie I ever watched and it was interesting enough, it kept my attention, but not much mm. more than that. I will say there is a reason that being Ricardo's has actually Acting nominations and not screenwriting our direction, our best picture nominations. True. And I, that's True. just my, my two cents. But I think we are ready. I think, you're right. I think we are ready to you go lost. on an actress in a leading role, which is one of my favorite categories. Um, I feel very yes. confident this year. I'm sure you do too. The nominees for actress in a leading role are Jessica Chastain as Tammy Faye Baker in The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Colman as Lita Caruso in The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz as Jonas Martinez Moreno and Parallel Mothers. Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball and being the Ricardos. And Kristen Stewart as Diana, Princess of Wells, and Spencer. So my will win and my should win, I will say off the bat, are the same person. So my will win <laughs> and my should win are Jessica Chastain in the eyes of Tammy Faye.
0: Okay, so she's my should win. Yeah. I think Kristen Stewart's gonna win. Oh, because I think Kristen Stewart yeah. did an amazing job, and I think she really became Diana, just like Je- but Jessica Chastain. Yes, I don't. That movie took me on a roller coaster of emotions so that I did not expect to feel, and she was so funny and so heartbreaking. Yeah, and I just loved her, and I also really like I like the I like Diana obviously, Diana Mm -hmm. was a great person. But I also think Tammy Faye, so many people remember Jim Baker's just awfulness, and they forget that Tammy like was an actual good person. Yes, Who, by all accounts that I have heard from very, like, people who are, like, people on the other side of the aisle that aren't even religious are like, she at least practiced what she preached and, like, loved everybody. And she's an example of what Christianity is supposed to be in my opinion. Yes. I may not agree with her theologically, but, like, I I agree with her showing God's love through actions and loving people and welcoming them no matter what. And I loved it. Also, she sang in it. and It was great.
1: Yes, I will say that Kristen Stewart is my could win, but I think Jessica Chastain is going should win and is going to win. And the way she played Tammy, it's like so. I I didn't know a lot about Tammy Faye Baker until after I saw the movie and I looked up clips of her. So she is like literally like possessed by the ghost of Tammy Faye in this movie. Like she is so yeah. fucking convincing, and she does this great line of towing this really great, emotionally beautifully caring woman with this naivety. Because Because she was taken advantage of her whole life, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I loved her. And I didn't know how much I was going to love this movie. But I think I loved this movie so much because Jessica Chastain was so absolutely stellar in it. I think she was the heart and soul. And she's like captivating. Yes.
0: You just want to keep watching her. So when the movie ended I was like no I'll keep going. I want to see her. Which by the way she had a slightly happier second career. Yeah. Than the movie shows. Unfortunately. It kind of ends in a weird spot but it's not nominated for screenwriting so I guess we're gonna, you know we do what we gotta do. She did also win the SAG award. She did. I mean that's promising.
1: I will say yes she won SAG and with Kristen Stewart I thought it was interesting because Kristen Stewart did get a snubbed at a few of these award shows this season so a lot of people didn't know if she was going to make the nominee ballots and she actually did um and she pulled through but yeah nicole kidman actually won the golden globe for drama for lucille ball so i mean technically nicole that's depressing yeah nicole kidman has won an award this award season and to my knowledge i don't know kristen stewart has yet for spencer but it's obviously the academy loves her and I do think she's my second choice for who could possibly win. But I think Chastain got it in the bag. I'd be very surprised if Jessica Chastain God, didn't God, I win. hope she does. But we will see. I think we are ready. We shall see. We shall see. I think we are ready for our next category and you're leading it.
0: Okay, so we're going to do international film. Which I have seen all but one of these. Drive my car from Japan. Flee from Denmark. The hand of God from Italy lunana a yak in the classroom from bhutan and the worst person in the world from norway i'm so tied with two movies drive my car and the worst person in the world touched me in different ways i really really want the worst person in the world to win it's my should slash could no i guess it's just my should but i think drive my car probably will win and i think the outsider might be Flea, but that depends if it wins documentary or not. Because Flea is interesting because it's nominated for international, animated, and documentary. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's good or bad for it. Because sometimes if you're spread out that far, you might not get enough votes in one category. But you it might be good for it. It might mean it wins one and not the other. Or it might win all of them. I don't know. I liked Flea. And The Hand of God, it was okay. I mean, it's really beautiful and well made, but it was, again, like, I feel like the other ones just are a little more interesting. And The Hand of God was kind of, I don't know, but that director's
1: also won before
0: for International.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I will say my will win for International is Drive My Car. Taking everything else aside, usually when a international film is nominated for Best Picture and it's the only one nominated for Best Picture, that's really telling in my opinion. Yeah. So I think it's going to win. Mm-hmm. My could win is The Worst Person in the World. My should win, and it's hard because I, I actually loved all the international films for very different reasons. But my should win is Drive My Car. It is masterful filmmaking. It is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. That's beautiful. It's moving. I mean, it it fucking exhausted me to watch it. And I cried multiple times during it. But I think that's a testimony to how powerful the film was. I
0: actually didn't cry for some reason to watch him drive my car which is weird because I thought I would have but but I I enjoyed every moment of it and it did not feel like a three hour movie I loved it. It made me just want to do
1: Chekhov Fun fact I actually cried at every international film so every single one of them made me cry at some point in the movie but I mean it's, this was a and maybe because this is the first year in my life I've actually seen all the international nominees before the Oscars but yeah, I, it was they're all strong and I, I need to go back for the short List because between these guys, Titan, uh, Lamb, I it was there's a lot of good international movies. I would agree with Katie, I think The Hand of God is probably the weak link of these five, but I didn't hate Hand of God, it was a beautiful movie. I just feel like it was the weakest link of the five. It wasn't
0: bad, but I just didn't find it. I thought it was very old fashioned, movie like it reminded me of Life is Beautiful the way it was made. Yeah, it reminded me of an older movie, and that's not a bad thing. But I didn't find it especially
1: enthralling yeah. compared to the other ones. I did love Flea. And I, I I, did cry multiple times during Flea. I know it wasn't your favorite. I don't know why I didn't. It's okay. It's I don't okay. know why I didn't. Film, I
0: feel bad. Film is subjective.
1: <laughs> That's the great thing about movies is that movies affect people in different ways. So I, I'm not offended by that, but I, I did like it, and you know, maybe some days I just cry easier. I don't know, but I, I thought it was yeah. very, I thought it was very touching.
0: I feel like I didn't have a lot of stuff in common with the main character, and mm-hmm. that's not his fault because he's a man and I'm a lady, and we live in different parts of the world. So even though I felt I sympathize with him and his family. I didn't feel like, like, when I watched Persepolis, which is a very similar story, I felt a lot of sympathy for her because she's a little girl... And the music stuff and, like, yeah her awkward teenage years. Like, I felt like I had more in common with her, so maybe that's why I was more into it. I don't know.
1: I feel like Persepolis also, even though it had darker, Persepolis has dark parts, but I feel overall the movie's more lighthearted and comes darker yeah. in the second half. This one feels dark almost from the get-go.
0: Yeah, it's pretty rough. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rough good i mean i would definitely recommend flea to anyone yeah it's definitely not a bad movie at all and it's very interesting i just for some reason it didn't hook me so i think it's cool that an animated movie is nominated for international Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool it is real i don't think that's
1: happened since waltz with basir i think in 2007 i could be wrong but i think it was waltz with basir that was last nominated and i've been meaning to watch waltz with bazir my whole adult life and i just haven't yeah i haven't seen it yet but i heard it's i heard it's a hard one i guess with that being said we should go on to our ninth category Mm -hmm. and one of my personal favorites which is best director and the nominees for best director are kenneth Branagh, belfast drive my car ryusuke hamaguchi licorice pizza Paul Thomas Anderson, the power of the dog, Jane Campion and West side story, Steven Spielberg. So I'm excited. Uh, this was all all these directors are phenomenal directors, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to say my will win is Jane Campion, the power of the dog, which will be our third best female director. And the second year in a row of female director winning. She's great. I, her eye just for everything is so incredible. I love her. My could mm-hmm. win. This was a little harder. I felt it was really in between Drive My Car and Belfast. I just, I had a really hard time narrowing it down between the two of them because I love them both for very different reasons. I think I leaned just a little bit more towards Drive My Car, but my should win is still Jane uh, Campion with the power of the dog. I think she will win and she should win.
0: I'm hoping Jane Campion, she's my should win. Mm -hmm. Could win is Drive My Car, but I think... Kenneth Branagh probably will win. I mean, I like Kenneth Branagh a lot. He directed my absolute favorite Shakespeare adaptation, Much Ado About Nothing, that is one of my favorite films of all times. Watch it. If you think Shakespeare is boring, watch that one. It's great. Michael Keaton is the comedy relief, and he is an insane person. And I don't mean that, like, in a bad way. I mean, like, he literally is just meandering and doesn't stop talking and pretends to ride a horse that is not there. It's like Monty Python. Um, anyways, I want Jane Campion to win, frankly. Or... Ryuzuki, hamaguchi but i've he has been nominated eight times wow. for an academy award and he is oh. i thought he had won one he has never won and this is a very personal film it's autobiographical but jane campion also has not won yet but she her movies have won but like she's never gotten to win so here's what I feel like: there's gonna be a switcheroo. I feel like one of them's gonna win screenplay, and the other one's gonna win director. Oh, well, it all depends on which one, because they both wrote screenplays. Yeah, but she'll get
1: adapted. He'll get original.
0: Yeah, but I feel like
1: whoever wins screenplay probably won't win director, and vice versa. I think they're both gonna win screenplay though. I think she's gonna get adapted screenplay, and he's gonna get original screenplay. Then I guess Ryozuki gets. No, he's kidding. Yeah, I, I do to drive I, my like... car has been around
0: long enough in theaters for it to have, like, the hype like Parasite did, though. Because Parasite was, like, in theaters for several months before the Oscars and it was, like, everyone was seeing it. And Drive My Car hasn't been in, like, the big theaters.
1: Well, Parasite also has storytelling in its favor and that is gripping storytelling. Like, you get the action and you go out the door. Yeah, and Drive My Car is very slow. And I love it. It's not a bad movie. It's just very slow. I don't think it's everyone's cup of tea parasite is pretty much everyone's cup of tea if you don't like parasite there's something wrong with you yeah
0: the only person i would be disappointed in winning and not that it's not it's not a good movie but i don't really think steven spielberg should have been nominated because west side story was just basic good movie like the direction it's good, it wasn't great. I'm surprised they didn't get adapted screenplay, though, for uh, Tony Kushner. Because I like Tony Kushner as a writer, and I was like, oh, maybe he'll get nominated. Nope. I guess we kind of agree, mostly.
1: Yeah. I think even the ones we don't agree on, it's just that our coulds and, and will are, are switched up. That's what I'm like,
0: oh. Like, and I, again, I'm taking the more cynical approach, because I'm like, I want Jane to win, because I do think that was a more masterful film. But I feel like Kenneth Branagh has been nominated eight times and has never won. And that's crazy because he is a really good director. But I feel like his, before Belfast, his Mm -hmm. directing has kind of sucked. Murder on the Orient Express, mediocre. Yeah. A lot of his movies have been very mediocre lately. And Belfast is great. I think Belfast is really good. I think it's a return to form. But, like, I kind of would rather give it to somebody who, like, consistently has put out really good stuff. But maybe that's me being a bitch. I don't know. I still love Kenneth Branagh.
1: I really yeah. do.
0: But he's not consistent. So, but the Academy seems to like him.
1: But not. He's like a Leo. This is, maybe he and Will Smith are gonna sweep everything. I think this is gonna be another year where it's like you get two awards and you get two awards and you get three awards. Like Probably. I just, I, I think it's gonna be a hodgepodge year. I really do. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I guess with that, and um, we'll move on to the very last one, which is Best Picture. Yes. Which there's 10 of these? Why do we have 10? Uh, yeah. Sorry. I think it's inclu- an inclusivity thing, which in some ways is great, but it's also too many choices. This one for me, I have, I don't even know if my picks are going to be anywhere near to being right. I feel that. Yeah. But with that, the nominees for Best Picture are... Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Okay, so my personal favorite, because it made me cry, is Coda. And I really want Coda to win. (laughs) But I think my could and will, I don't know which one is could and which one is will. But I feel like Power of the Dog and Belfast are probably more likely to win. And I like both of those two, So I'm okay with all three of them. However, and I wrote this down, I might commit a crime if Don't Look
1: Up wins. Uh, There's no way in hell. (laughs)
0: It would be the funniest fucking thing in the entire world, but I literally think I might commit a crime (laughs) if it wins. It's terrible. And it's just, I have no idea why it's nominated. But I think, I think Jane Campion could obviously win for Power of the Dog. She's been nominated before, and her movies have won a lot. But, um, I don't, did the piano win Best Picture? I think it might have just been the actors. It was just the actors. So, But Belfast is great, too. But Coda is, like... Coda got me in the feels, and I was crying. Yeah. And I was watching that movie by myself. Like, that one... Mm. It checked all the... I think I was also PMSing, so maybe that's why it it won me over. I don't know. It touched me. And, And they already won best ensemble cast for SAG awards which Parasite also won so I'm not saying it has to win but I'm just saying
1: that is a, a very common thing with the Academy where you'll have movies that are stellar movies usually great ensemble castes that don't get nominated for individual awards Slumdog Millionaire is another perfect example of that yes. too
0: and also both of those movies are casts of primarily people of color because i was reading an article by vox and they were like is it that because they were like slumdog millionaire was the last movie to win best picture with no acting nominations yeah and they were like is it a coincidence i'm like i hope it's not but i could see it either way i was trying to figure out if they actually campaigned for any of their actors to be nominated and i honestly don't know yeah because sometimes things get updated after the fact and i'd have to like go use the way back machine on the internet to be like what was the shortlist for best actor but song kang ho yeah i'm surprised like of all the cast they were all amazing but like He's been working it for years and he's done American cinema. So he's not like the worst word use, but he's not foreign to the American public. People know his face. Drive My Car is the same way. I feel like the main guy was so good in Drive My Car.
1: He was, and that's actually the same article I mentioned with Variety. They've talked about a lot of the international actors and actresses not being nominated, and hoping that as this new system of streaming becomes more relevant with the Academy, that that will hopefully change in hope future so. years too. I think we, I think it will. It's going to be the young members and the young viewers that kind of change the tide uh, with how we yeah. see things nominated. I really do think. Think that's gonna be something that happens you know what's weird about drive my car is that it didn't win the palm
0: d'or to ten beat it but it did win best screenplay and three it won three awards at
1: con that's still pretty awesome mm. yeah that was pretty awesome. I will say and what I will say to you lovely viewers out there, I think the Critics Choice Awards are going to tip the scales and who will definitely win. So, which well, the Critics Choice so those is already this come Sunday? Out or are they coming this no, weekend? No, th- they're oh, okay. Sunday. Yeah. So, I decided how I was going to view things now was I could be completely wrong, but I tend to see this kind of trend in best pictures and the best picture winner and what do what do we need as a society right now? Because as we know, the other nominees are selected by their own classes, so actors, Past actors usually nominate the actors. They usually elect the actor winners. Best Mm -hmm. Picture is open to everybody. And I'm like, you know, we have Power of the Dog. It is a phenomenal cinematic achievement. It's a beautiful movie. I loved it. But it doesn't speak to a wide audience because there is so much subtext. It's such a very, like, it's a cinematic masterpiece. But that doesn't appeal to the average person. So that leaves me with Coda and Belfast. So I really think Coda and Belfast are the two that I'm kind of going between. But my will and should, I think, is Coda. And I think Coda is given visibility to these actors that usually aren't granted visibility in films. It's funny, it's sad, it's heart tucking. It won SAG for Cast and emotion Picture, but also won the Sundance Grand Jury Prize. I think it's very telling. And I could be wrong. And I will say if Belfast takes critics' choice this weekend, I do think that Belfast will be our winner. But right now, I think it's either gonna be Coda or Belfast fast and i'm leaning towards coda but yeah so i mean it could change but our household favor is coda so we we're rooting for the underdog and we're rooting for coda i want coda to win i really like coda
0: and i mean there's a lot of technical awards that we could have talked about but it was gonna be too long but we've we've actually kept on target like we've stayed 10 minutes per section so i'm very proud of us yay i think it will be funny to Like, see, if, like, if we are both totally wrong with this, it'll be really weird. I don't think so, though. It's like,
1: Dune, Dune takes it. We're like, what the fuck? Where did Dune come from? No, king. Like- Dune was a Honestly, great movie. Honestly, but- Dune was great. Yeah. I
0: just, like, the other ones I feel are more Oscar-appropriate. Yeah. But maybe, I don't, I really, they like Denis Villeneuve. They like to nominate him. They don't really like to give him things. Yeah. I mean, and we'll... We're not going to, like, live stream on the Oscars, but we might check in like we did last year, maybe after Best Picture, off and on, depending on how the evening's going. If we're really wrong, I might just... (laughs) I find it really funny like I swear if Don't Look Up wins I might do something bad
1: uh you'll probably just watch me progressively get drunker on the stories because that's what I do (laughs) which is why we're not live
0: streaming because like Brit is like is like one of her favorite nights of the year she always throws an Oscar party and she wants to be able to relax and that's why I'm like we might check in on the stories but we're not gonna be like we don't want to start I don't want to start throwing things because Don't Look Up started winning stuff and it to be on the internet forever although it might be very funny
1: also i it's like it's a it's a four it's gonna be like a four hour live stream too (laughs) Because yeah, it's like, it goes much. on way too long. It goes on way too long. I love him, but I
0: will say if you want to watch a live stream of the Oscars, yourmoviesucks.org usually does that every year and he is very cynical. It is very funny.
1: With that, with that we are uh, about to wrap up our episode. But I do want to again tell our lovely listeners the ninety fourth Academy Awards will be streaming on Sunday, March twenty seventh at seven PM Central Time on ABC. And why don't they pay me to do this shit? I don't know. So (laughs) I don't know we will definitely
0: like show you guys our outfits because I think Britt and I yeah. might if I like the dress if we both like the dresses we've ordered because we both ordered <laughs> the same store unknowingly we may have ordered the same color dress but not the same dress but yeah we'll take pictures it'll be fun we'll make Taylor take really pretty pictures Yeah, it's fun and we're
1: we are going to do a few guest portraits this year so we will yes. gather people in the backyard and make sure they each have a little Oscar picture so
0: I kind of hope I, I want to get a bow tie for Gizmo but I feel He'll just eat
1: it. But I I also guess I will say as a very quick thought before we sign off that it's my pick next week and i think i already know what direction katie may be heading in the week after um so i am going to do yeah i'm going to do the beta test which is currently streaming on hulu our friend jim cummings who did the wolf of snow hollow who directed wrote and acted in it this is his follow-up film to the wolf of snow hollow um me and katie have both been wanting to see it so when it Mm -hmm. came streaming to hulu we knew instantly that it was going to be a pick in the near future so i'm really excited i don't really know anything about it so i'm going in blind but with that i guess we should get ready to sign off yes which so this week's been kind of nice this
0: episode because we didn't have to do a ton of research or get into really deep dark things which the world's been deep and dark so yeah i'm sorry if you're in any of the places in the world that are experiencing turmoil especially ukraine i'm really sorry i really hope things get better And if you are in Russia and you're upset with what's going on, please keep protesting. Please don't accept this. But also, please be careful. And it's so hard to watch from so far away. And I feel like I can't do a whole lot about it. But if there are reputable charities, please, please, please donate. I know some people are just like buying Airbnbs in Ukraine and just paying them with no plan to go there just so people can keep their homes or what's left of them there's also a really great girl on tiktok and now i'm blanking on her name but she's fucking hilarious because she goes and walks she's like living in a bomb shelter and she has like this great gallows humor about walking around i pray every day she's okay but i just hope everybody's okay i hope things get better. And there's also a bunch of personal shit going on that sucks. And I just, I love you guys. I'm thankful to have the podcast to come to every week and distract myself from sad things and analyze movies about that. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Britt, for being here for being on the journey and i hope you guys liked the oscar episode i honestly found it kind of fun to do predictions and it was fun and hopefully i don't know y'all take bets on who i don't know we pretty much i will say we pretty much agreed on most things so i feel like (laughs) like it would be more it would probably be more interesting if we disagreed a lot but you know what we, we, we analyze movies together, so maybe that's why. But anyways, please be good to each other. Wash your hands. Take your vitamins. Good. The good thing is, at least in Alabama, we had a 90% downturn in COVID this week. So that's good. Yay! I don't know. I'm I'm very excited about that. I hope everyone else is in in the same trend. Because with everything else going on, we don't need an uptick in COVID. But still, like, if you're vaccinated, like, I know you don't necessarily have to wear a mask anymore. But make sure, like, you wash your hands and take your vitamins still just so, you know you can stay healthy because we don't want to, you know, nobody wants to get sick. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm rambling. But be sure to watch the Oscars because it is kind of fun to predict. And most movies, except for like, I think there's like three or four that aren't like free to stream on a different platform. So this is a really good year to watch a lot of them before the Oscars actually come on. And I'll try to post something like the week before the Oscars on like our stories or something that says like where everything's streaming, at least the best pictures if it is because i know like i was confused about where they were streaming so i'll try to remember to do that if we can just so you guys can watch them too before you listen to this episode but hopefully we've made you interested in some of the movies too without spoiling too much but anyways i'm rambling happy oscars week and be sure to wear a fancy dress drink some champagne or whatever and get progressively more and more drunk as we inch closer and closer to best picture
1: Love you guys. Gizmo says, hey, he's asleep now, finally. So yeah, kind of following up with what Katie said. There's a lot going on personally that's been really, really hard. And then a lot going on in the world. I know as a person who reads the news and watches the news and listens to things, things aren't good. But I do believe in kindness. And I do believe when there's nothing else you can do, be kind to people. Take care of each other. Love each other. Um, Do something nice for a stranger. Do something nice for yourself. I preach that every single week. The Oscars have always been a nice thing for myself. It's always been an escape from reality for me. It's kind of like how I guess some people watch sports. I like to dress up. I like to drink. I like to be around my friends. And we just have a good time and forget about the world for a little bit. So I hope. Whether you love them, whether you hate them, whether you don't know what the fuck is going on, I hope you maybe tune in and find a little bit of that. Laugh at the actors' speeches. They give some interesting ones sometimes. Admire the dresses. The fashion is usually on fleek if people still say that. (laughs) and if it's not on Flick, it's definitely unique and interesting sometimes very very weird but i hope you guys do something for yourselves i hope you enjoy yourselves i hope you take care of yourselves and one another we love you guys so much we appreciate you being here thank you katie for being my co-host thank you ryan for always editing uh we we miss you when you're not here with us but we appreciate you all the same all my love guys yes. and as always as always we look forward to seeing you um next time same spooky time same spooky channel yes stay spooky y'all stay spooky y'all bye Bye. 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 happy oscar week happy oscar week bye
0: Grindhouse Girls Podcast is a production by Katie Dale and Britt Ray. Our editor is N.R. Moody. All music used is royalty free and can be found in our annotations. You can follow us on all of our socials. And if you have any comments, questions, or just want to say hey, our email is at grindhousegirlspod.com. Thanks for listening.